Yeah. Hi, friends. This is Terrace House Mafia. I'm Noelle. I'm Nick. And we just watched episode 35. 36. Oh, 36. Entitled Angel. Angel. They're not wrong. It it opens with the night driving date over the rainbow bridge between Boss and Yume. Which would have been a really, really lovely day. Yeah, on paper, it had all the elements you want. It had some beautiful scenery, some nice light balls, a little Christmas. It was a Christmas date, yeah. which is like very meaningful in Japan, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's a, you, you, that date is reserved for like a, usually a, a like romantic, like a boyfriend or girlfriend, right? Right. Or just like romance in, in general. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> but, um, how do we how do we even hop into this? They he gives her at the end of the night, he gives her a little lip balm. Mm-hmm. And you can attest to this. When he when she realizes it's lip balm and he pulls it out and says, I'm gonna put some on, I said out loud. Yeah. Please back me up on this. I said out loud, he's gonna put it on her lips. Yeah. Hundred percent. And what did he do? He actually went one step further than I could have predicted. He went eight steps further. Yeah. Here's the thing. I knew when he said, I'm gonna put some of this on, that he was gonna put it on her lips. Uh, and then it wasn't until he said, oh, you've got a little right here that I knew he was going to go for the smooch. He thought that it was, he was being cute. Do you think? Uh, definitely. And, and as a matter of fact, I, I think that this was, and I, no one in the peanut gallery really said this. I think this was completely premeditated. I was literally just going to use the word premeditated. Totally. Yeah. It, it is, it was not a crime of passion. It was a premeditated, it's like first degree versus third degree murder. That makes it so <clears throat> much worse. I totally you. agree. Like, I think he picked out the lip balm because it, that's what it felt like. It felt like he was operating on a script that he had in his head for how he wanted the night to go. He was just, like, acting out this fantasy of how he wanted the night to go. But nothing about her, like, body language or anything seemed to indicate that, like, this was... It felt it seemed like this was happening to her, not with her. Does that make sense? It's like premeditated horniness. Yeah. What does she say in Japanese? I'll Actually, I want to... She says, "Yeah." She, first of all, she laughs through the kiss. I know. Like she doesn't. There. That's the. That's the thing that we kept playing back to. Is like, I. He seems to be operating under the delusion that there's a seventy percent chance she'd say yes if he asked her out, and that she like she likes him back, and mm-hmm. that it's gonna work out. She didn't kiss him back at all. No, she pulled away immediately and said, "Like, hold on." Yeah. And said she was that was like too sudden. Not right. even like that was sudden. It was like that was too sudden. So when she, later that night, she did, or maybe not that night, but later on, she she goes to the girl's room and she describes what happened. And she says she was, she had to describe it. Hannah was like, describe it in three words. And she was like, I was surprised. I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it either. Yeah. Which to me scans as a generous reading of it. Like She's it's, just trying to be nice. It's, there's a politeness mm-hmm. factor that I think is is unignorable here. But it's like if you didn't like it, like sure you didn't hate it, like it wasn't the worst thing ever. But if you didn't like it, then you don't you hate it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, well, if you didn't like it, then would you want to kiss them again? Right. Like her her description of it is a better fit for like yeah I, I kissed him back, but it was neut- neutral. Like this, watching the scene a second time just now as we're recording, it seems especially apparent that it was just like he put a kiss on her lips, but 
it was there was no chemistry happening whatsoever. No, we're suddenly now asking for we were asking for kisses since we had no action. <laughs> it's a real monkey's paw situation. And now we're just getting them left and right. It's interesting to parallel the way that she deals with situations compared to Hana and Vivi because mm. they're so head strong or imagine if he tried this shit on vivi she would actually punch him i don't i think she would be like she would like laugh it off at first and then probably i can see her pivoting into being like that was weird of you and would maybe cut the date off early mm. i think she would not be i don't think she'd punch him in the nose i could see her physically pushing him away from her <laughs> yeah yeah or like leaning back or something yeah and it was funny to hear the peanut gallery talk about it because they were like why didn't she do that. Like you was like, well, if she didn't like it, maybe it wasn't you, but somebody was May like- May said that she would have punched him. Yeah. And I think that there's probably a lot of like complicated social pressure of like, we already know that she's like nice to a fault. She doesn't kind. want to hurt his feelings. Totally. And it's on TV and stuff. Like it just feels politeness is that he, that kiss happened out of politeness, not out of love. Yeah. 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 Not even out of lust. Totally. Um, we need to have our Kai corner. We got some updates on Kai. Oh, I, yeah. I mean, I've said before that there's no way he's made more than 150 bucks on doing stand-up, right? Oh, that's what you wanted to update on. Well, I thought it was the romance. Well, there's the rom- there's, there's, there's We got a real Kai angle He does here. a lot of different shit this episode. We've got a triangle of Kai content. We've got a Kai angle. Yeah. And the three <laughs> points on that Kai angle are finances, romance, and hair. Yeah. Uh, let's talk finances <laughs> first. <laughs> there's a scene where Kai says, yeah, you know, this stand-up stuff, I'm like hardly making any money from it. And boss is basically like, oh, yeah, you are like, how much money? And he's like, none. <laughs> Why? I, I'm team Kai. I know. We know. This hurts me. We know. I just think it's funny that he says he was hardly making any money from it. And what he meant was he's making zero dollars. Yeah. I mean, shit, if he was making money off of that, like, I'm going to do stand up today. You, If you did stand up tonight, it's 2 a.m. If we went, <laughs> if you went out and did stand up tonight in quarantined Los Angeles and was on just a street corner in Hollywood, you would get more laughs than he's getting. I swear Stop. to God. I swear to God, you're funnier than him. Um, like the him, him being cornered into announcing that he's never made any money doing this is somehow the funniest thing he said I all episode. Yeah. And that's rough. Um, what did you think of the head shaving scene? I mean, I don't get why he wanted to shave his head in like December, January. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to hear more from, this is, Maybe boring, but I wanted to hear more from him about how it felt to go from having that mane to being completely bald. I hella liked his man bun though. Yeah, that's gone now. That's completely yeah. gone. Um, but it's refreshing. It is. I actually don't think it looks bad either. It doesn't look bad, but he can like get a little bit more manly to like match his buzz cut now. Totally. That would I be think nice. He, it's interesting that he shaved his head so that he wouldn't be too nervous to do stand-up at a venue he bombed in before. Is that why he did it? He was like, remember he was talking about how like, yeah, you know, he was he was talking to Boss about it actually. He was like, yeah, I, um, I went to do stand-up there and I didn't go on stage and I feel like I'm a little soft. That's why I want to shave my head. And that's how we find out that he wants to do it. True. I like how Boss is his confide, confided? Yeah, confidant. Confidant. <laughs> it's okay. But I feel like, I feel like, at this point, I want him to have his own thoughts. Yeah. It is frustrating that the only things even resembling, like, a move he's made in his relationship with this girl who's, like, head over heels in love with him, clearly, and has been for weeks. Yeah. Like, the only time he even 
sort of made progress on it was at the behest of boss giving him advice. And now boss is like this sort of mentor role for him where he's like going back to him for advice on his life. And I, I think you can find better role models maybe. But also it's like, how scared could you be to like ask a girl on a date when you already know that she likes you? That's, that's the thing, man. It's like, if you're too scared to like hug this girl who you can, is can't even look at you without giggling. Like, what's it going to take? It's actually good that he's doing stand-up. Yeah? Yeah. Because his personality is like the opposite. Mm. It's it's like forcing him to be outgoing and in actuality, he's not very outgoing. Yeah. I see that. Maybe it's like a therapy maybe type of thing. Maybe that's why he's bad at stand-up. Right. Like he's not meant for it, but this is what he needs. This is what God is putting him through so that he can become a confident man. I mean, one thing you said that I thought was pretty prudent last episode is when we saw him do that terrible Domino's milkshake stand-up routine, at the end of it, when he went off stage, you were like, well, that's how you get better. Yeah. And it's true. I, that's that's what you need to do to stop being shitty at stand-up. And now we just need him to just make some fucking moves. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, when she tells her story to the other girls in the girls' room about how uh, their goodbye hug before New Year's. Aww. She thought he was going to give her just like a gentle hug and he gave her a big one. So fucking cute. So cute. She thought about that for like the whole time they the whole were break. away. Totally. I just, I'm glad that, that Hana finally has an outlet for all this like <laughs> energy, this wholesome, cute, romantic yeah. energy that is like, even if he's the worst at showing his feelings on earth, it, at least it's like reciprocated. We know he likes her even if he can't show it. It's like so much healthier than pining for Rio. Oh my God. Rio did not even deserve I, a fraction of it. Do you get the sense though that Hana like... Her, sometimes I worry... Maybe worry is too strong of a word. But sometimes I wonder if her romantic uh, manic energy is almost like the target doesn't matter. <laughs> like it she it just needs to go somewhere like i'm part of me thinks that there's nothing about kai that makes him special and and the perfect partner for her he's just a guy in the house who she's been hanging out with yeah do you know what i mean am i articulating that like well? she just wants like a cute relationship totally more than she wants him yeah she wants to date yeah I that's think, that i can vibe see that I get. and i think that's there's nothing wrong with that like at that age yeah I, I'm just glad she has an outlet for it. She needed this release valve, like, badly. Because she's the type of person whom, if she doesn't have a healthy outlet... She just needs a boyfriend. Like, yeah, If she doesn't literally. have a healthy outlet for this, she just turns into this stalker, <laughs> serial killer type person. And I'm, I'm just happy to see a Hana that we can recognize again. That, yeah. That reminds us why we liked her in the first place. She's so cute lately. And Kai, like, needs that sunshine to lift him up. Totally depressed ass mm-hmm. i'm kai it, it still it still feels weird to me that like sometimes it frustrates me that um there are these moments with kai that feel like really missed opportunities like when they're in the playroom together why do they still sit four cubes apart <laughs> why are they still kai and hana yeah like they still sit how as... are they not how is she not on his lap i'm saying like i don't understand how these people deal What's weird about it is, like, I kind of understand why she isn't initiating it because we know she wants him to do it. Totally. But okay, it's I get that. nuts that he won't. Like, when they're in the kitchen together and he cooks her this beautiful dinner and she washes the dishes. Right. She has to practically, like, beg him to give her a goodnight hug. She has to go in for it and do it to him while he's, like, holding dishes. Like, how hard is that? 
actually. Yeah. To do. It's, it's from a grown ass man. It's really frustrating to watch sometimes. Yeah, that is frustrating. Yeah. Not the peanut gallery doesn't even touch on like the fact that Vivi's slightly pursuing Shion. Yeah. Well, they've got they've got a lot to on their plate with it's these true. other things lately, but I totally it seems like there is something there. But then my prediction there was that he was not reciprocating because he likes Yume. Yeah. And then at the end, we kind of like see that come full circle. Totally. I, it's what I want to happen. I, I yeah. came, I don't know about you, but I came away from this episode. So there's this, what we're talking about is the final scene of the episode. Uh, Yume and Shion sit down and she's like, he asks her basically on a date. And she's like, hey, have you talked to boss about things? He's like, oh yeah, he told me about it. He was like really excited to tell me about it. And she explains for what's probably the third time how she felt about that kiss. Mm-hmm. But she's... She's more frank and a little more negative about it than we've heard her be before. She says the same, I didn't like it, I didn't hate it thing. But then she follows it up by saying, she's like, you know, I, I thought it was really sudden. I thought it was too fast. And also, I don't think he would have did it. Tell me tell me if this translation is correct. But she says, I don't think he would have done that if he, like, respected how I felt about it. Yeah, totally. And and I noticed in this scene, Shion, like, could not hide his happiness. <laughs> he's really smiling a lot. And it feels like he's relieved that the picture Boss painted of that how that kiss went down is not reality because it means he still has kind of a, a potentially an opening here it's insane that the boss painted it in that way because it was like a 0.5 second kiss i know it was so it was not even really a, it was like a pet it was not that was not a kiss not a kiss and it's it's funny to hear him say that he has a he thinks that if he asked her out there's a 70 percent chance she'd say yes reminds me of how i felt when i heard kai say that he's about 50 percent of the way to being good at stand-up like both of y'all's numbers are like a full digit off you are single digit chances not double digit chances that's crazy. That's crazy that a guy can like be like, yo, like I just had like a great kiss with this girl and yeah. not realize at all that they like didn't want to kiss them. It's nuts. So then are you rooting for the Xion Yume pairing potentially? I don't like Xion hasn't gave us anything for me to even understand his personality. Mm. So I can't root for them yet because I don't know him. I guess what it is for me is it's not that I think that they're a great couple or that Shion's even interesting, but he just seems like it could, that last scene, that last conversation between him and her, I couldn't help but like mentally frame him as the hero who's going to rescue her. I hope so. Or she can just select neither of them. True. Totally. Yeah. We'll just have to see. We'll just have to see. I, we'll just have to see with this one. I'm scared, though, for, like, the sleepover thing. Somehow I came away from that last scene less worried about that because she, we, she's finally said out loud what we kind of assumed was true, which is that she feels like he's been disrespectful of her feelings. And yeah. that, to me, is a recipe for, like, if he tried this again. It, it's. I feel like the subtext there was, if he tried that again, I'd shut him down. I almost want Vivi to, like, scold him. That... That I, would work. I could see that happening. You know, that would and, work. And she's the only one. You know she's the one person in the house who would have the balls to speak up about Yeah, exactly. It. We need Vivi on the Kyoto Aquarium trip. Yeah. Well, maybe like her. Oh, but then she owns. Ooh. I wonder how that's going to play out. I, I wonder if they're even going to go together. Well, guess what, motherfucker? That was the last episode of part three. What does that mean? That means that the, the only episode. Wait, is there only one episode left? There's only one left. And it's the first episode of part four. Wait, we might as well just watch it then. Are you serious? Yeah, if you there's want only to? one left. I'm down. What, one thing that's insane. Fuck! That, you know what's crazy to think about? What? Is that when in April, when season three drops in America, we will already be past it. 
Yeah, totally. We'll have episodes of our podcast released that are covering. So if you're listening to this and you don't want to wait another, because for a lot of people, this will be the last episode of part three once it's out in America that they can even listen to an episode of our show for. Mm -hmm. If you want to start watching part four right away, go to nordvpn.org slash terrace. You'll get 70% off of a three-year plan and one month free, and you'll be able to watch uh, the beginning of part four of Terrace House, which is already out as of the time of recording it. We're probably going to go watch it right now. And then watch it weekly when it drops in Japan. Which we get to start doing after this episode, which I'm very excited about. We're finally caught up. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, this is like, this is nuts, dude. Another cliffhanger, man. The cliffhanger, what was the, the cliffhanger of part two was Haruka talking about her feelings with Pepe and giving him an answer. And the cliffhanger of part three is this, um, this possible overnight aquarium date that so scary it, it honestly also sounds like almost everyone in the terrace house might go yeah which is like that's only happened like seasons ago yeah this is gonna be a an event event television no matter how it how it breaks down well do <laughs> wait do i have anything else to say we didn't talk about the gravier model theory being confirmed what's the theory that she is a gravier model that's what you've been saying yeah they finally announced like on her description mm -hmm. when they show their like occupation that she's a gravier model. Which is, you've articulated that theory in prior episodes of this podcast. She gave me the gravier model vibe like mm. the instant that I saw her boobs. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to watch this final current Remember when episode. you were like, I'm going to go to bed early tonight at like 10.30 or 11 p.m. And now it's like 2.20 and we're about to watch another Terrace House. This happens every time. It does. But now that we're caught up, it won't. It won't. Because we uh, only have one episode to watch. So it's fine that I'm staying up because because this will theoretically not happen in the year of the day. Exactly. And so I'll get sleep going forward. <laughs> we'll do this again. <laughs> oh, I forgot that we stopped recording. Yeah. <laughs>